You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players every year. And they can help you, too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. I have a question for both of you that kind of pertains to our guest today. Do either one of you have a very wardrobe specific story that's like an embarrassing clothing story? Oh, yeah. So many. From your life? Really? So many. All right. The best okay. is when I was doing Les Mis, um, <laughs> I, have, for some, I have like two shoe stories about Les Mis. They, I, it was such a great part because I was Gavroche and I had a couple of, you know, solo numbers, but then there were also huge sections of the play where they just um there would be main stuff going on and we would just be running around all us actors would be in the background and every night we would stay in character and do different things like we would play out little scenes and like have little in jokes like me and other other actors and so at 10 it was the greatest because it was like every night we're in front of an audience but we're just playing make-believe so i'd be running around well one time they resold my shoes and didn't tell me so i would get i got dressed before the show and then we can't, the way Gavroche is introduced is I'm under a, a blanket while the these giant sets come on and the song is starting. And then I poof, jump out of the blanket and run up to the front of the stage, land and jump and go, how do you do? My name's Gavroche. And it's like this whole thing where I'm singing to the audience. Well, I get up and I run and just right in front of the audience, completely fall on my ass. Like just phew, bam. And then I was like, huh, huh. And then I get trying to sing, get up to my feet, like really hurt myself. And I'm trying to sing. And then I'm supposed to run this figure eight around the set and then go, just immediately eat it again. Like I'm, I'm right after my song. And I, I kept tripping in front of the audience. It was like the most embarrassing thing. And then this other time, because they had elastic um, shoelaces because you could you could tie them and then just slip your shoes on and off or whatever. Yeah. But my shoelaces came untied. And so there was a section of the play where I'm 
backs. I'm I'm behind something while Javert is singing "Stars," this great song, "Stars." And then after his song is over, Gavroche like comes out on this little ledge and says, "Like that inspector thinks he's something, but it's me who runs this town." Has this little like ditty. So I had to sit. I always every night I had to sit in the back, like by myself on this piece of the set like up high while the stars was going on and my shoelace had come and tied so i tied my shoes in the dark while the song was going on and then i went out for my number and i tied my shoelaces together so oh, i immediately no. i'm on a ledge and i'm walking out and i'm like <laughs> and luckily they were elastic so i could stretch just enough right. but again i almost fell off of like <gasps> a second story in front of the audience yeah shoes oh shoes man shoes and lame is Wait, so the shoes they resold, what was wrong with the next one? They were just, they weren't old, so they weren't scuffed up on the exactly. bottom. They were just so they slippery. were too, too smooth. They had like oh resold them and they put, and they didn't tell me and they didn't scuff them up. So like, because I just like fell four or five times that night, the, the word person was like, I'm so sorry. And then he just took, he like filed them down, like right. roughed them up. Roughed them up. Um, yeah. Cause the set was actually like this land. It looked like cobblestone. But it wasn't real cobblestone, obviously. It was right. a giant rotating stage. And so they cover it. It's like to make it look like um, it, it has like a, a it had like a, a, a plastic sheen over it. Like it had like mm. this laminate over it. So it was like a very interesting, smooth floor, even though it looks rough like cobblestone. So, yeah, I just ate it. <laughs> wow. What about yeah. you, Will? Wardrobe wise, the only one I can think of that is for actually shooting something. I mean, when I was a kid, I was told there was a toga party and I went and I was the only one in a toga. That was, oh, yeah, I, I started to cry. How um, old were you? Third grade? You started I think? to cry? I did. Wait, well, who it's because did that to you? I don't know. I was at camp and to make it worse, I only had a fitted sheet. So I did. <laughs> I didn't even have a regular toga sheet on. What is I just had the fitted sheet, so like the 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 right, elastic little, part was like coming around my cup. neck and would like did you snap stay on me or did you leave? I finally, well, again, it was in the middle of, so I was at camp and we'd have to go back to our cabins to get dressed. So I like walked to the party, which was at the another cabin like a half a mile away, and I got there and everyone was like oh making fun gosh. of me because I was the only one. But I had the last laugh because I walked back and I put on my brother's windbreaker and my parachute pants. And mm. I went back and I was the only one who could break dance. And I had the whole crowd like clapping by the end of the wow. night. To where the cute girl at the game was like yeah. looking at me and like you wanted to really, talk to me. Yeah, I really I really awesome. pulled that night out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was. That I was, mean, you said you cried. I really thought we were getting a different story. And no, then, I cried at first. But then, I, you know, when life you gives like, you lemons, I, do, break yeah. dance. Exactly. Um, right. Is pretty much what, what it comes down to. Um, parachute pants. Parachute pants. Like, give you lemons. Parachute pants. Parachute pants. <laughs> um, but no, the, for actual oh. wardrobe, when we were doing Trojan War, the entire film takes place in one night. Oh, that's mm -hmm. the worst. And you have to like, wear it for like months. You're and at the beginning of the film, I'm first covered in water and then covered in flour. So every night I had oh. to start shooting by putting on the same nasty clothes and then them wetting me down and covering me with flour. And that was for like 20 nights in a row. We had to wow. do that night after night after night. So wardrobe wise, that one was, I mean, by the end, it's like crusty Gross. and you're trying to put on the jacket <laughs> that's like nasty and it's starting to smell. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, that was, uh, so that was a fun one, but I didn't cry. And but I also didn't break dance. Didn't break right. dance. You yeah. also didn't get the cool girl at the camp in that one. But. That's true. What about you? Well, mine is not actually a ward wardrobe, meaning uh, like professional stuff. Mine is just a junior high school story. I um, I had lived in Orange County, and in Orange County, at my elementary school, we always got dressed up for the first day of school. 
Mm-hmm. Like the first day of school, you wore something a little fancier than you would wear every other day. I don't really mm-hmm. know why. And Jessica and I, my best friend in elementary school, used to go shopping together and we would pick an outfit and we would usually like, if not Matt, wear the same thing like twins, we would color coordinate. We would con- somehow connect our outfits. So I moved from Orange County at the beginning of sixth grade, which is an awkward time. Like junior high is a terrible time anyway, but it was a new school. I didn't know anybody. And I just assumed in 1991 or whatever it was, 1990, that still people would probably, people would be getting dressed up for the first day of school. And I wore, (laughs) I wore like a long sleeved pants and pants jumper. It was one outfit. It was like one piece and it was black and it had little white, flowers on it and I wore it with pantyhose and ballet flats and I showed up at A.E. Wright Middle School in Calabasas wearing this outfit and everyone was so cool and cool at that time was a little on the grunge side yeah yeah showing that they don't care about they look yeah like like flannels tied around the waist converse that were really super beat up a t-shirt you were just and i was the new girl in school my hair was perfectly coiffed i had this outfit on and everyone was just looking at me as i was passing in the halls and as i was walking to lunch a kid passed me and said what are you wearing? You look like you're going to a funeral. Oh my God. And I was like, meanwhile, also guys, my mom tried to tell me, my mom, as I was getting ready, she's like, Danielle, I don't think you should wear this. I don't think, I don't think anyone's going to be dressed like this. And I was like, no, no, this is definitely what I want to wear. unsung hero. I mean, she's such such an incredible mom. She was like, I really don't think people are going to be dressing like this. I don't think you should wear it. And I was like, no, no, this is definitely what I want to wear. And I I came home from school that day and I was like, we need to go shopping. <laughs> I need a bunch of garbage clothes. If and I went back the next day like anyone else, like uh, just just like Eddie Vedder. T- exactly, exactly, exactly. We got so, a Nirvana T-shirt on. Wow. Oh, that, I'm so sorry. Anyway, to hear that. I think that's probably part of where my my PTSD of just I must not have any style because I I was dressed like I was going to a funeral on the first day of sixth grade. Oh, man. Anyway, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong, and I'm Will Friedle. It was no secret what we felt about season one's wardrobe on Boy Meets World. And I think writer's son Indy said it best with too much shirts. And even when it was the right amount of shirts, everyone seemed to be wearing tops that went down to their knees. But then came season two, and we quickly found ourselves no longer making fun of the clothes, but rather loving the changes. And we quickly realized, oh... That's when Sarah took over. Sarah Markowitz came to Boy Meets World for seasons two and three after already creating some of the most iconic looks of the 1990s. She had already put a sweater around the waist of Keanu Reeves for Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and was the costume designer who created the absolutely iconic looks of David Lynch's Twin Peaks, which has some of the most memorable outfits of television ever. And for good reason, we have so many vivid memories of Sarah and loving what she brought to the show. It's hard for us to not think she was in charge of our clothes for the entire run instead of just for two seasons. Some other projects she's worked on, Less Than Zero, Coyote Ugly, the Steven Spielberg movie AI, and the entire run of a little show called The Big Bang Theory. 
But today, because we had producer, husband of this podcast, Jensen Carp, literally stalk her and find her, she has been gracious enough to lend us some time to talk about the coolness and chic that she brought to Boy Meets World. So let's please welcome the absolutely wonderful and endlessly stylish Sarah Markowitz. Hey! <gasps> wow! Oh my God, it's so good to see your face. Hi, it's nice to see your faces. Wow, oh my gosh. man. You look just the way I remember you. Oh, thank you. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Right. I just got instantly emotional. I don't know why. I just got instantly emotional. Oh, geez. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. I, I'm so touched that you even people care about all this kind of stuff, you know? Oh, man. I mean, I guess I can't speak to whether or not anybody else cares, but the three of us care. <laughs> I really really care. care about the three of you, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, <laughs> the three of us care a lot. We were yeah. so excited when you agreed to do this with us and were willing to sit down and talk with us because, you know, we have talked a lot about our wardrobe over season <laughs> one and then going into season two and season two had such a just such a change in the style of yes. everyone. Well, we got style. In the show. We got style, it's, finally. Like, it's what we, we all had memories of the first season. Like we knew we had like lots of hoods and like right. weird, too many layers. And then when we were watching it, we we're like, well, this is just ridiculous. Like our wardrobe was so crazy. And then it's like the second season. We're like, oh, that's the show we remember. Yeah. That's, that's what fun. we all look. That's it looks like boy meets world now. Yeah. And then we were yeah. like, that was Sarah. It was so uh, fun yeah. to remember. Like, that's yes. So, you know, it's funny because I mean, when it's hard to remember, you know, it's a long time ago. Yeah. And um, I, I, in thinking about it and getting ready to talk to you guys, I mean, so much of what I do is just instinct. You know, it's right. not it's not like linear, you know, right. it right. just is what feels right. And I knew for sure. I really never liked those hoods and those like cut off <laughs> sleeve hood things. I still don't like them. Like, so I've done, you know, and, and I guess sometimes like it is appropriate for, you know, it's, there are like um, stereotypical things that we think of, like if you think of a thug, you know, or right. a guy in a bar, a burly guy, and you put a cut sleeve thing, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I've done it since, you know, it does sometimes it's right, but for some reason, for me, it never felt right for you guys. And also, the show was Philadelphia, and it felt very California. You know, that that, right. that <laughs> look for me never felt East Coast. It, it felt, right. and still does, more West Coast. And it is, you know, one of the challenges. I mean, it's not brain surgery, but it's one of the challenges we have in costumes. Like, you know, it's 95 degrees outside, but you're supposed to be in the snow. You know, so it sucks to have to layer you up and put you in many things, but you act and you pretend, you know, we're, we're in the business of make believe. So right. yes. you know, some of us, cause we've, we've, we've determined that Danielle cannot act while wearing a winter coat. I, she has, I can't, she, wear, I can't <laughs> act in a jacket. In a I don't jacket. know if you remember me saying that I probably didn't start speaking up about it in only second season, but I just, I can't act in a jacket. I, I can wear it into the scene, but then the right. minute I have an yeah. Opportunity to take the jacket off. Oh, I'm going right. to need to take that See, off. She never, she never mastered jacketing. She never mastered jacketing. She just <laughs> couldn't do good. it. She couldn't do it. Yeah. No, I love so having great. armor on. Like I like right. feeling like layered up. Like I, I hated, like I hated just being in a t-shirt. Like that always made me so me uncomfortable. Yeah. Acting. I don't yeah. think, I mean, and it's funny for me because again, it's kind of throughout my whole career, uh, you know, and especially in kids 
which you all were at that time. I don't like that little empty space, like in a shirt. Right. I like covering it in with, with a t-shirt underneath it. So I'm always a layer girl, like especially on younger kids. Cause I think that's, I don't know. I don't know that that's a part of the body we should really be seeing. And so right. that's I don't interesting. Know that that's right or legitimate, but it's a right. thing. So I always, you know, or most of the time I, I do uh, fill that in, but Danielle, you were so great. And actually, with the exception of Will, um, you were all, even Ben, although looking at pictures, he wasn't the greatest at it, but you were so great with vintage clothing, you know, which was a big part of my thing. I yes. love right. that. And um, I mean, Danielle, you and those vintage jackets, I mean, they just, you know, were so um, great on your body and some of the the pictures and images that you wore. I like layering, but I even liked it with with Topanga because yes. you know, like one of the pictures you sent me with the like that vintage dress. Oh, we're gonna you know, talk about it. Right, <laughs> Let's get into it. Thing. But then with the boots, like I don't know, I just liked that. I I like that idea. And then um, for Ryder. Those vintage vests that, you know, I yes. found and had, you know, then had more made, you know, for you. And I don't know, I just like that. Will, you seem to become like the sweater guy. Yeah. You know. Kind of um, preppy. And I, <laughs> and I didn't think it mattered what season it was. You were just kind of the sweater guy. Yeah. And I apologize for that. <laughs> no, are you kidding? I love, I'm in real life, I'm sweater guy. So I right. have no problem with that whatsoever. Right. Anything, as I long mean, as I'm I, comfortable, I'm fine. So right. I was good. I, yeah. I think it also had to do with, you know, school and, you know, like where everybody was in their life, you know. Um, I mean, also one of my biggest memories really in, in thinking, I didn't really prepare, but in thinking about this was, <laughs> Uh, Mr. Turner, yes. like he was a character that I loved and I always had like secret things and I still do on my shows now, but with his ties, oh, you know, yes. I would we always, have to talk about it. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, but nobody really knew and I didn't really discuss it. Like I just. Uh, did okay, so this was totally your secret agenda. Yeah. You slipped the ties in there. That's 100%. so great. Because we're trying we, to find we out where maybe, they came from. <laughs> yeah, because we thought we had Tony on the show. We were like, Tony, like, did you your ever ties. talk about it? He was like, no, no one ever talked yeah. to me. But they're so striking now. Where it's striking. such like, it's it's such an obvious, bold choice that somebody was making. Well, you. Had, yeah, it was me. Um, <laughs> it, it, um it always had 99% of the time it had to do with either the theme of that episode. You know what I mean? Like there was some little secret, like, I don't know. uh, What are those stupid things that Taylor Swift calls them? You know, like Easter Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, like it was my little thing. I just did a show uh, last year called United States of Al. And, um, It was about an Afghan uh, interpreter that we, you know, worked with our military and we brought him to the country. And um, he lived with his family in Cincinnati. And at one point, I guess they don't have birthday parties. He never really knew his birthday. And so the family put together a birthday party for him. And I had him in this shirt that was all these different colors. And on rack approval, the you know, my executive was like, oh, I don't know about that shirt. And I said, well, the reason I picked that shirt is because it's the color that everybody 
all the family members are wearing and he is the one oh, that's the focus. family. Yeah. So when I explained it to me, I started crying. You yeah, know, that's again, beautiful. Yeah. That's one of the things that we do or that I do that people don't really know. But right. it's not just random. Like I went to my closet and picked out this today. There's an awful lot mm-hmm. of that goes into you know, but most people don't know it, you know. No, no but it's so fun because it's like it's it's your love letter to it the is. shows you work on to mm-hmm. be like, I'm thoughtful about this. I'm particular about this. And because I did notice we talked about it with one of the Turner ties um, that we noticed. It was, a, I think, a holiday episode, the turnaround dance, uh, where okay. there's barely any mention of holiday throughout mm-hmm. or Christmas throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. But the signs they're hanging for the uh-huh. Christmas episode have like a snowman on it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that one of Turner's ties was red and it had swirls mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. seemed Christmassy. I was like, mm-hmm. I think it's a Christmas tie. Yeah. Um, and so it was. And were the all the ties vintage? 90% of them, if not more, so were. Cool. I mean, and it's funny, I I have all, most of my stuff in storage now when I wrap that show. But I have some of the ties I kept. I mean, I just, because I collect that kind of stuff. Actually, wow. I had your bathrobe, too. You had that chenille bathrobe that uh, I think it had like the peacock or something on the back of it that I've done other shows before. I mean, I try to do that as well. Um, And a writer, I I think I, and I was at her place yesterday and I meant to grab it. I think I have two of your vintage shirts that my mom wore, you know, like has worn over the years. Yeah, Next time, and I'll reach out to Jensen and I'll let you guys know or I'll send them to you because I don't. Well, the thing we think is really funny is that we, we went through the whole first season of the show, started the second season. None of us even mentioned that it wasn't in HD. It didn't bother oh. any of us. We couldn't really oh, see man. some of the stuff. Was like, then the Turner ties came up and all of a sudden it was like, why is why it not in HD? We can't see what's on the tie. Why do we have a better quality show? Why can't we see these better? It was all because of you. It was the tie. It was the tie. One episode and I was trying to think what it was. I didn't really do it with Mr. Feeney. But there was one episode in particular, and you guys might know what it is, but there was where under his tie there, and I used it on Twin Peaks, there was a naked hula dancer (laughs) under his tie, but I didn't like show him or tell him, but then I did. And she had like a grass, it was with thread, but she had like a grass skirt over but yeah, she she wasn't really a pinup, but um, I I used it on Doctor Jacoby and Twin Peaks, and I was like, and like there was some episode that it warranted Mr. Wow. having, <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I have no recollection of what it was. I don't know if Mr. Turner bought him a tie. I don't know if. Oh man, I can't, I can't wait till we get to that episode. Yeah, yeah. But, that. There, but he did have a tie, and I remember like telling Bill about it. Or, you know, talking to him about it and saying, you know, I, I hope you don't mind. And he would like walk around and he'd like flash it to people, oh you know, like on the set, you know, yes. what I mean? so I, I, I do remember that is a that's memory okay. I have of a tie uh, for him. Oh, that's cool. Mr. Beanie's so secret tie. Yeah. I wonder if it was the, epi- like the only time, you know, well, there's that, a, there's that one episode that we did watch where he, where he had been at some music thing. Remember where it was like the Island music that. Do you remember yeah, what I'm talking maybe about? It was. Oh, That's the band on the run. 
It's yeah. Band on the Run, right? And, yeah. and he, I forget. It's like a backstory where he recorded some band, and he was yes. at a, like a tiki yeah, bar somewhere. Yeah. 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 So oh, I wonder maybe. if that made it. Maybe it was the episode yeah. because maybe. it would have I mean, made sense. Had, I think it. I and I don't a hundred percent remember. And again, it's in storage. Um, I it had it was Hawaiian on the front as well, mm-hmm. but on the back was this whole hula dancer that like when you moved her skirt, she was kind of naked. Yeah. <laughs> What a cool, cool yeah. backstory. I, I do remember finding that. that but... Finding that tie. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I have it in storage. So the next time on whatever next so show cool. I get, I, and I pull my stuff out of storage, you know, because there are certain things that, you know, over the years I've had to keep, you know, I just keep because they're special. And um, I, I saw the clip that uh, when you guys had Didi and that necklace, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that was so special. And I certainly had no memory or recollection of that, that that was like a ritual that you guys did. Yeah. At the beginning and end. Well, Ryder didn't remember it either at first. I, didn't yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, I was like, where did I get this necklace? Oh, it yeah, must have been from I a girlfriend or something. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah, it was Didi. I, I didn't remember either. But I think also where, I mean, I think one of the things that really for me matters in my work and what I do is like the backstory and where you guys come from, you know, yeah. Ryder in a trailer park and family, mm-hmm. and Mr. Turner, you know, I mean, I think a lot of that stuff helps inform decisions, you oh, know, yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I don't have any real memories of interacting a lot like with the producers in terms of what you were wearing or what you were not wearing. I, you know, Michael always used to say, you know, again, there are a lot of people who don't understand. I mean, Chuck Lorre is not a whole lot different. You know, when mm-hmm. they they describe things, you know, my, but Michael always, like, wanted acid wash jeans. Like, you know, like, <laughs> those are certain <laughs> words that, like, he just knew. But right, it, right. he yeah. literally really meant that. But, that, right. you know, people get in their head a certain term of something, and it's like, how do you interpret that? And what does that mean? And not everybody can do and be that, you know? So right. it's such an interesting aspect of your job, you know, to have to like, take cause I mean, most people, a lot of people don't go through life thinking about clothing that much, yeah. you know, like, and so you, uh, yeah. And so like, and, and you could be a very creative writer, director, producer, but not really be good at that. Right. Or, yeah. or be really good at it for yourself, but never think of like, I wouldn't know how to dress a woman for instance, well, you know, like, yeah. but I would, I, but I would love to be able to give input on some wardrobe, but I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't have the vocabulary. Yeah. But, but the truth of the matter is, I mean, a couple of things about that. I'm, I, I think number one about input I as still to this day, uh, I am a believer that if you don't feel as an actor, if you don't feel comfortable in it, then I haven't done my job. Like, right. you know, like it, there are certain things that I'll fight for that I think are important. And I'll explain to you why I pick that shirt or why I think this. And maybe when you hear my reasoning behind it, you might feel differently about it. But at the end of the day, if you don't feel right in it, then you're not going to it's it's not going to serve you and it's not going to serve the character and it's not going to serve the show. So well, right. what I think you and other super creative people like you who work in your field do better than anyone else is like you're talking about, you got a piece of inf- input, let's say the acid wash uh-huh. jeans, and it's like getting a zip file. And instead right. of just like for any of us who were given acid wash jeans, you'd be like, he asked for acid wash jeans. Yeah. Let's go get it. But instead what you do is you go, hmm, I got a condensed little piece of input. I'm now going to extrapolate and say, you are trying to get the feeling of this. And instead of doing it in this 
acid wash jeans way. Mm-hmm. Let's do it in this really cool, more interesting way. And yeah. you come up with what that cool, interesting way is and present it. And suddenly everyone's like, yes, this is it. And yet I could have never picked it. I would have yeah. never known, but well, you figured it out. Psychology also, it's the, the other part of that is, it's, you know, when we get dressed every day, reg- us as regular people, um, I don't really think about, oh, the backdrop. I mean, okay, right. I'm an on-camera person, so right this second, yeah, I thought, okay, black is good. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. But I'll put myself <laughs> in your shoes for half a second. Yeah. But um, I, I think there's so many moving parts. Right. That I don't think, Danielle, I would ever put you in that color shirt or jacket because of what your backdrop is. Right, or, right, you know, right. I, we take into consideration the color, the couch that you're sitting yes, on, right. the other people you're interacting and with. The other people, right. Yeah. That's, uh, so you know, important. And that's really important. And, uh, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. But, you know, getting dressed, I don't think, oh, well, what's you know, what is so-and-so going to wear today? Cause I'm having lunch with her. And so we look good sitting right. together. Like I, I right. don't freaking know. Well, what well so then so that know. leads to a really important question. How did you learn this? Like, how did you get into this and how did you discover that this is a skill you have or that you could develop? Um, I didn't go to school for it. Um, I, I, um, I don't know. You know, I just think (laughs) it's just a gift that I have and I don't mean to be weird about it, but I just, um, I, I really don't know when I was uh, growing up and I always, the odd thing is when I was a little girl, I always thought like, when you think, what do you want to do when you grow up? I always thought I want to design album covers and nobody's going to know who I am, but they'll know who the musician is. You know, they'll know the artist, but they won't know me, but my work will be the album cover that they buy. That's so cool. That's kind of what I ended up doing. Yeah. Right. right. But that is what I do because people know the show or the movie, whatever, but they don't necessarily know me. So, and um, I grew up um, of privilege in Beverly Hills and um, I went to college in Vermont, but I had no idea what I wanted to, I went to Bennington College as a dance major, had two Mm. bad knees and then I went to um, art major, but I didn't want to be a starving artist. And then I went to early childhood development, but I don't really like kids all that much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can hang out. Alcoholism, and I'm like, well, this isn't a good path, so let's <laughs> move on from that. And um, I went to secretarial school so I could get a job in any business, in any uh, industry to figure wow. out what I wanted to do And in New York. And I moved back to California. My dad was ill, and I moved back to California. And when he died, like I, we had a friend that was an executive producer, and his daughter was a costume designer. And I was like, I call, I'm like, how do I go about getting a job? And she had a movie called Hamburger the Motion Picture with Dick <laughs> Buckus about yep. a college. Yeah, the, the hand. You know this, Will? Of course yeah. I know it. Oh, oh my gosh. Of course, of course I know. Of There's not many Dick Buttkiss movies. So oh it's. Oh my God. <laughs> he was the greatest guy. Like everybody was so afraid of him, but I wasn't. I, That's he awesome. Was a great guy. And um, I, she hired me for 10 days a, as a wardrobe assistant. I made $250 a week. I worked like 19 hours a day. Like, it, and I, I finally like exhaled. Right. Like I was like, this is where I belong. And mm. um, I just, from that point on, I started there and I worked my way up and I did um, 
Soul Man and then a really bad movie called Night of the Creeps. And, you know, and, and then I, um, less than zero, I was the costume run and I got in wow, the union that's and that, that got organized and I got in oh my uh, gosh. the union then. And then I got offered a Twin Peaks as a supervisor and the, the designer who did the pilot, I was on an Asuzu Trooper commercial at the Pasadena um, courthouse or something. And I, my beeper, I had a pager and yes! I called her from the payphone in the arches that there. And she's like, I decided not to do it. And I told them that you should design it. <gasps> oh my God. And I'm like, okay. Your so, game. And, and uh, you know, I, that was my first design job. Working with David Lynch. Yeah. Wow. Just truly wow. iconic yeah. outfits you put Yo, together. Oh, yeah. That yeah. look of yeah. Twin Peaks is famous. I mean, it's yeah. famous. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, they still have all these, you know, conventions. Yeah. It, you know, it's a big deal. But, um, yeah, so that was, and I, again, so to how did I learn it? Or I don't know. I, I, I it just is something that, um, I, I just kind of am good at. And, and I mean, you know, and I, yeah. I mean, like in any of us, I'm sure you guys can look at things and you joke about, you know, um, jacketing or jacting. You know, I mean, they're all <laughs> things that we're proud of and not, you know, like oh, mm-hmm. I could have made a better choice there, you know. But I mean, it's, um, yeah, I've been doing it a pretty long time. So. What do you remember about then coming to Boy Meets World? And were we the first children you had ever styled? Um, I did life goes on i went to rehab mm. after twin peaks okay um, i'm sober 32 years yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. pretty amazing so cool and yeah that rap party could have been a betty ford for all of us um <laughs> and um i did life goes on was the first job i got when i got out of uh rehab i was 35 days sober and there were kids you know in that that okay. was quirky and yeah uh, Becca, um, and you know, there was a family as well with Patty Lapone and Bill Smitrovich as the parents. And, um, and then I think after that, I came to you guys. So, okay. I mean, in terms of designing, I mean, there were some kids in Twin Peaks. I mean, they weren't, you know, they were in high school, um, in Twin Peaks. So, right. You know, not, they weren't as young as you. They were a little bit older than you guys, but, um, I think Twin Peaks reminded me how much I love vintage clothing, you know, and and even in when we did um, Big Bang Theory, you know, several years ago. I mean, at the early stages of Big Bang, although uh, Mary um, Quigley was the co- is or was the costume designer, she's still you know, what I don't know the word. Um, <laughs> she, um, we brought in a lot of vintage clothing for Kuther Polly and for Woolaway. Mm-hmm. You know, as the seasons went on, uh, Kuther Polly didn't evolve that much, but Woolowitz did, and we got rid of some of that stuff. But I just love it. I think it's real life, especially yeah. families that can't afford, you know, to to go to Nordstrom's or Bloomingdale's or Macy's or whatever, or Dillard's, whatever it is, I think. Yeah. They go to sec- Goodwill and secondhand stores. And I think that is part of creating real characters. Yeah. You know, that that makes it feel more real to me. I mean, I, and I also don't want to do a show. We all shot. Listen, we're here. I, I don't want to put you in the same thing. Every show is shopping at the Gap and Macy's and this right. and this and that. Yeah. So it becomes generic. Yeah. Yeah. And so using vintage clothing and mixing it in 
you know, yeah, a Henley is a Henley, which you guys, right. wore. you know, there are certain pieces that a denim jet, whatever Basics, that everybody, yeah. that's universal language for anybody. But I think adding vintage pieces is something that I know nobody else is going to be wearing yeah. that. You know, nobody else yeah. was wearing those vests that Sean wore, you know, and I don't know that people were putting things together like Topanga did, although I think that was a real girl, you know, I think right. layers and I think she had a artistic flair to her and, you know, a toughness, but a softness. And it was just about trying to show that in a way that, you know, didn't look out of place. I mean, and when I did General Hospital, same thing, I brought in a lot of vintage clothing, um, when I, there was a character Brooklyn, Brooklyn, she's changed a lot now. She's still not that same actress, but mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of in some way, I guess my signature, you know, I mean, I, I credit you with my love for vintage clothing, which has continued on. I'm not, I wish I was better at it. Cause I remember going shopping with you. We yeah. went to put, we went, you took me to polka dots and moonbeams yeah, definitely. and we went and looked at things and there were things you were pulling that I was like, Oh, that's not going to look good on me. Oh, that's going to be ridiculous. Or that's no. not going to work. And then I'd put them on and be like, oh. you, and you'd say, yeah, well, we're not going to close it like that. We're going to keep it open. I'm going to put a belt on you being uh -huh. like, Whoa, look how cool <laughs> that is. And I'm not good at that part. I go into a vintage clothing store and I go, man, that's that's cool. That's awesome. That's cool. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, right. but like I would, I would pay a million dollars if I had a million dollars, I would pay a million dollars to go vintage clothing shopping with you well, just I'm happy for funsies. You don't have to pay anything. It would be I mean, <laughs> it was just so fun. And I remember, I mean, specifically, I'd love to jump into some of the yeah, specifics if you're okay with it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% .9 of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. There genuinely is not a day that passes where I don't thoroughly check eBay for sneakers that I want. Whether it's a pair of Jordan 4s or my recent new obsession of rare New Balances, I know that I can find anything on eBay, and I don't have to worry about getting ripped off in the process. Jensen and I basically just ask for eBay gift cards for Christmas at this point because we know they'll exclusively have the shoes or vintage shirts we want. I looked this up just before we recorded. We have purchased more than 70 items from eBay just this year, and it's not even the holidays yet. Like right now, I have my eye on the Jordan 1 Retro High Palominos, and I might not even make it through this ad without pressing buy it now. These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It'll say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. And as a collector, eBay offers items you can't find in stores anymore or limited pieces I never had the chance of getting during their release. So that's a big deal to me. Being able to find that rare grail on eBay has been a hunt I've loved since I opened my account in 2001. Listen, when you're ready to buy that thing you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference by yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Well, before I jump into the specifics, I would like to know, what were some of your influences in season two? Like we were, you know, it was like 94, 95. We've picked up on a little bit of like a swingers vibe. What what were some of your, like what in, what was inspiring you? What was influencing you at that time? To be honest, it's so long ago. I really, you know, those kinds of things I don't really remember, you right. know? And I, I mean, I'm sure I had vision boards because I still do them now. You know, yeah. I, I always put together because um, that's how I, you know, through magazines and things like that. But I, I really honestly don't remember. Okay. I, I just knew that I wanted to pivot from how you looked. That's That was my main impetus yeah but danielle's talking about about not being able to like oh i don't know how to put this piece with this piece right. that stuff then there were people like me where you would literally write on my stuff put on brown shoes right. put on black socks pull them up put on right. pants tuck in shirt right. and where in case like, that wasn't oh. clear you have to put your socks on first, <laughs> first. Right. Then the shoes. it was i mean it was seriously it was like put on belt put two second right. hole in belt like there are some people where it was i was paint by numbers because i just didn't i don't know clothes at all but and I think by the third day, you were job. like, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's what yeah. we're there for. I mean, it's like a service business. You know what I mean? Like we're that's my job. I that's I take pleasure and pride in that. And I you know, it's never meant in a you know, if you don't know, you don't know, like Danielle's yeah. saying or you're saying like, you know, it's just about being helpful, you know, and and uh, it was strange. Right. Yeah. Well, because, again, we each have a job. Your job is to know your lines. And right. know your mark and where you're supposed to stand. And my job, you shouldn't have to worry about 
Right. You know, and if something's too fussy, then it's just not good and right. And again, every now and then there's things that are important for whatever reason, a story, or I know something that's coming up that you might not know as an actor. So, you know, this would happen a lot of times on General Hospital because we were three weeks, I was three weeks ahead of pulling. And so well, some actors would say, oh, do I really have to wear the tie? And I go, oh, no, it's okay. And then Alex, my like, you know, right arm, right or die would go, no, you do. Cause you, you know, you tie somebody up with your tie a week from, you know, I mean, there, yeah. there's yeah. certain things that they right. might not have known that we had the privilege of knowing, yeah. you know, down the road. So, but, you know, to help somebody again, I still, to this day, think it's really important. Um, your job is to know your lines and yeah. not worry about, do I hang the jacket here? Do I, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys, well, out it's the funny. You did. But. You must have known us well, though, because I, to this day, I would say I still essentially dress the way you dressed me. <laughs> so it's like well, button, a button down that's kind of open with yeah. something underneath it, a pair of uh-huh. pants or a sweater. I mean, it's like it's kind of right. like I'm still Sarah Markowitzing it. So <laughs> it was just well, like, all right, this works. <laughs> there's not a lot for men. You know, I mean, right. it, it's pretty basic. I mean, it, you know, it's the challenge on any show, you know, the women, there's a lot more that one can do, you know, women. And how do you, you know, make a guy, especially season after season after season. Okay. So you're the t-shirt guy, like on this United States of Al, you know, Parker, I mean, he was great in a t-shirt. He was sexy. He looked, you know, I mean, it just, I'm a t-shirt guy, but like at some point you've got to take, you have to have, you're not so vapid there. You're more dimensional than just the t-shirt guy, you know, like, so with, you know, it's trying to find that, but the truth of the matter is in real life, which I mean, we're trying to make believe real life. um, Some people are just like you say, the t-shirt guy or the sweater guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, I think that's real life and really that's the biggest compliment of all, because if we can create characters that people can see themselves in, you know, certain shows, like I have friends that say, oh, it's heightened reality. I don't, yes, when I did um, General Hospital, I agree, a show like that is heightened reality and people want to suspend their regular life and want to aspire to be X, Y, and Z. But Mm -hmm. in shows like Boy Meets World or the main body of my work, there are people that we want to see ourselves in people that that's what makes me want to watch a show. If I'm distracted by it's not dynasty, you know, it's like, right. it's they're real people with real problems and real families and real issues like we all have in our life. So to me, that's the, the mark of I've done my job. Well, if, you know, with a little flair, you know, because, yeah. Yeah, and people want to be aspirational and people want to look at Topanga or people want to look at various characters or Sean and go, oh, I could, sp- I could rock a pork cool. pie hat or I right. could put a vest yeah. over this or I right. could throw a leather jacket on or I could wear well, a tie as a belt or well, I don't know. About the le- the let's jacket. talk about the oh. leather jacket. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I saw you guys did a clip of it recently. I honestly don't. Really- you don't remember the brand at all. Do you remember I the brand? Don't. It was a vintage. I, yeah. Oh, I honestly do not. And to be quite candid, I mean, I remember that Mr. Turner had a leather jacket, but I don't, I have no real recollection oh, yeah. of any special. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it, I mean, I guess what I would guess, but this is totally a guess and could not be true. 
I don't know if it was something that that you had from a life, like if it was your dad's or your grandfather's or your, you know what I mean? And it was- a, Well, Sarah I, I, also didn't buy the leather jacket because I had it on in first season. Yeah. You right. did. So okay. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so remember it was our, mine in first season. Right. So it was there so already. So it went from so. Will to Harley to me, basically. Right. Or no, it went from Will to me to so Harley right. back to, back to, to you. you. And we right. can spot the episode when Ryder gets it. He gets it right. in that Band on the Band Run on episode. Uh-huh. Which I think we have another, we have a picture from that we're going to talk about today. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so, it, and, and does it's, anybody remember this? Because I pulled this out from my portfolio. What is that? Oh what my God, that? you were all oh, the 50s. The 50s. Oh, the 50s, 50s one. Yes. yes, it's the 50s oh, episode. Oh my God. And then look at this one. Yes, the old, the old man. man. Yes, that's oh, a great Oh, you got some great oh ones. Oh, and then when I had to dress the pig as, as Sean. <laughs> Yeah, that that was from Baby Gap. I can't believe it. That was from Baby Gap. Yeah, the clothes for the pig were from Baby Gap. (laughs) Baby Gap. Oh, that's so funny. The pig made it into my portfolio. I love it. That's hysterical. (laughs) So we love the story actually because it it kind of makes sense. um, Even just storyline, Boy Meets World storyline wise, Uh that. Eric had been wearing the leather jacket. And then mm-hmm. in the Band on the Run episode, Corey and Sean are upstairs. We don't see them, but we assume they're getting ready. And they come running down the stairs ready to go have their performance. And that's the first time we see Ryder, a.k.a. Sean, wearing the jacket. And we had always wondered, like, how did it all of a sudden become Ryder's? How did it become Ryder's? And we talked about the fact that it makes sense storyline-wise that they were getting ready for this performance and Eric said, here, man, take my jacket. Yeah. Wear this. Yeah. I still think or he stole it. Or that Ryder just stole it. From, <laughs> I still you know, think Sean, Sean stole it from Eric. Yeah, I'm, using, I'm, 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 I'm wearing this. I'm wearing, yeah. I'm wearing Eric's I'm jacket. I'm going to put this on yeah. and then, yeah. 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 And then just kept it. Just going to borrow yeah. it for the night. Yep. I'm thinking it suited Ryder better, though, than Eric. Yeah. Store, you know, like oh, yeah. Yeah. way better. Way yeah. better. Yeah, it yeah, definitely yeah. did. It way fit better. Will better because uh, it was a little big on Ryder. Oh, it's big but on me, it, but that's a it, good look. Character-wise, yeah. <laughs> it really fit the Sean character. Uh-huh. Yeah. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they 
grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. There genuinely is not a day that passes where I don't thoroughly check eBay for sneakers that I want. Whether it's a pair of Jordan 4s or my recent new obsession of rare New Balances, I know that I can find anything on eBay, and I don't have to worry about getting ripped off in the process. Jensen and I basically just ask for eBay gift cards for Christmas at this point because we know they'll exclusively have the shoes or vintage shirts we want. I looked this up just before we recorded. We have purchased more than 70 items from eBay just this year, and it's not even the holidays yet. Like right now, I have my eye on the Jordan 1 Retro High Palominos, and I might not even make it through this ad without pressing buy it now. These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It'll say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. And as a collector, eBay offers items you can't find in stores anymore or limited pieces I never had the chance of getting during their release. So that's a big deal to me. Being able to find that rare grail on eBay has been a hunt I've loved since I opened my account in 2001. Listen, when you're ready to buy that thing you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference by yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let's jump into some of the specific pictures okay, because I, I'd like to start with a Topanga outfit because um, I'm just so selfish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is from season two, episode two. It's pictures one and pictures 1.5. I love these. Yeah. yeah. I, and we, I wish we, if you go to picture, I guess it's 1.5. That's what it says on my sheet anyway. There's a full image of it so you can see the full body because it's so cool. Like, is oh that man, what this- I, Skirt. Yes, with like a with like a petty skirt under it. Is yeah, that what those are guys, called? Yeah, petticoat. Petticoat or crinoline or something. Hold on. Yeah, you sent me. Is that this? Oh no. That's, yes, oh, with no, the boots. A different vest. Is it the dress? Is it this one with the dress? Yes, it's that one with the dress oh, with okay, that little yeah. petticoat under there in yeah, the yeah, boots. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the hiking with the construction boots and yes, the saucy the like yeah. Timberland boots. Yeah, those are my. That's my one of my favorite looks. I think I sent that last night to Jensen. I love that. I love it. Belt. And so, do you remember where this dress came from? One no. of your many vintage places. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it could have been polka dots and moonbeam. I mean, I no, I don't remember where that came wow. from. Wow. 
And so how did you like, oh, yes. Okay, here's another Topanga one. This is 10.5. Okay, what was I this thinking? Is in, this is so <laughs> cute. Okay, I remember feeling a little uncomfortable in this because it was so out of the realm of yeah. something, anything else I had worn. But this is the um, the New Year's Eve episode yeah. where yeah, we get on the, stuck on, on the, the subway. subway. Oh, the I can subway, see the subway right? in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, some yeah. of these things are just things you owned, right? Like this yes. had to have come from your, yes, I your personal collection. Expensive collection. I know. I actually, I sent this last night. I was like, what was I thinking? Like, oh man. Again, <laughs> again the, 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 what was I thinking? It's always the story that drives it. You know what right. I mean? So it is hard to just randomly, you know, without seeing the episode or trying yeah. to remember what the reason was for it. But it is always story driven with something specialty like that, you know, is right. definitely um, story driven. But I agree. I love that first look. I think that's a really special Topanga look. And I it's think so that- cute. Yeah, it really is. And but again, then you got into the vintage jackets. But there's another good Topanga that you guys sent me that um with the skirt season two, the, episode eight. Uh yes, with the skirt and the vest and the you know, I mean I think that's cute too and kind of feels like the same girl. Is that the jacket with the little rhinestones the little sparkly no, bits on oh, it wow i love that and we had that in two colors we had that in brown and we had that in navy i love that jacket yeah. and i wore it twice on the show yeah. in the in the second season i wore it in the in the episode where the the band on the run episode because i'm wearing uh-huh. it in the tag i'm only wearing it for the short little tag or no i'm actually wearing it for more than that i wear it to the performance of the uh-huh. of the band on the run performance and then i'm wearing it again at another time and i and i know in that one i'm wearing it with like a super high ponytail and tons of curls it may have been even season three then but it was i loved two, episode it eight, i think you guys sent that uh, oh, yes that, that's the yeah, jacket yeah super yeah, fitted I, just not too long ago when i did um big bang theory i mean we were 12 seasons and so Whoa. i still had like Jeez. a lot of my special pieces and collections and when that season when that show ended after 12 years and I had most of my stuff like in storage at Warner Brothers because we had all these cages so I still had many of those pieces and um they're now in Warner Brothers in their rental collection wow I wanted them to go to someplace special and I didn't want to sell them it wasn't about money or anything like that I wanted them but um well speaking about the the you you showed us the picture from the 50s episode uh-huh. I have a distinct memory of uh-huh. hearing that the shoes I'm wearing in that episode were like Lucille Ball's shoes it's very possible I don't remember but it I mean it wouldn't surprise me and Disney they were a little too small for me yeah. and I was like I, <laughs> I don't, don't care, care. Yeah. I am right. squeezing my Ball's feet <laughs> into yeah. these and I am wearing Lucille Ball's shoes and it was so cool yeah. and I I just I loved it so much. Okay, let's go to that. let's go to another picture. Okay. Let's go to Eric Matthews, the great Eric Matthews. Yeah. Um, this is an image you see on the internet a lot. He looks so cute in this little sweater. It was used in season two, episodes 11, 14, and oh, 16. I know, but how embarrassing that I repeated that so real life because we wear things, but yes, of course. Yeah, you guys sent it to oh me. Oh my gosh! Oh, Look yeah. at you. I think yeah, I had sweater. that sweater for a little while. I Did you, you kept like, it after the show? I know you asked me about stores, and I don't know why this just came to my mind. But at that time, there used to be a store at the mall called Structure. Yes, and I yes. feel like 
some a lot of your sweaters might have come from structure. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. I loved it. I mean, look, you see this. This is such an Eric Matthews look. Yeah. It's yeah, so it's cute. The, the definitive Eric Matthews. Wow. Yeah, the little roll top sweater. And, yeah. Yep. Let's go to a Sean Hunter look. This yes. is a vest from season three. And we have talked a lot about writer's vests. Yeah, the, the vests were discovered in season two. Like, uh, that, yes. that happens. Yeah, I, your we vest watched the progression by like I think episode it's three. Nine. It becomes every episode that from that then on. Yeah, I remember like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. There oh. it is. Please, please explain this look to us. Well, I mean, again, I really like mixing and I still do. I really <sighs> like mixing pattern on pattern. I know it's a big faux pas and it's kind of hard sometimes to get it right. And I certainly didn't always get it right. But to me, if it's in the right color, mm-hmm. you know, if it somehow picks up the colors, it does work. But um I mean, this is beautiful because look at the coordination, the yeah. undershirt, which is probably uh-huh. just yeah. a, a generic T-shirt from yeah. Gap yeah. Yeah, that probably. matches so perfectly uh-huh. to the coral color in the in vest. Yeah. And then the un- the uh, sh- the button down shirt, which, by right. the way, has my favorite type of collar. I love uh-huh. a wide uh-huh. collar like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the vest picking up the yellow from that shirt. Yeah, it's amazing. That's so <laughs> good. And this is the type of thing that if I had ever put this on myself, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll be laughed out of wherever I go, people will be like, what are what are you doing? But that's because I assume it must be wrong if I like it. But look how, I mean, that's amazing. But I think, uh, it's, a, I think it's like, you have to also look at the big picture of it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yes, if you, even in regular life, you know, if we dissect and take this part and that part. But again, that's why I guess it's hard for me to describe it because I do it automatic, you know, like yeah. instinctual. I sometimes put things together and go, oh no, you know, like it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. It doesn't always work. And there were, you know, in, in some of the pictures you guys sent me, I mean, you know, certain things are more successful than others. I mean, they just are, you know, I don't, you know, again, like I'm sure you guys can say the same thing about acting, you know, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. You know, there are certain things that, you know, uh, work better than others. But Sarah, um, when we first started, you mentioned that you had some vests made. Is that true? Like, yeah, a lot of the um, the vests. Again, I would buy vintage fabric and I used to use this woman, Joe Torngren. And um, she she did a lot of the Drew Carey stuff. She um, had a studio off of Vineland. And um, actually, when we moved to KTLA, we set up a workroom upstairs and Joe did like a lot of your guys's alterations and stuff. But she made a lot of the vests for us. And wow. we bought I would buy the buttons and I say, that, mm. but and she would um, we would make we would make a lot of those vests. Um, so cool. Because I like had just a passion for vintage fabric. And again, it was the only way to make our show look different. Right. The other show. Because- and it lasted. I mean, it, it really makes such a huge difference. People, we, it really I mean, does. It, it really does. Like you, you set the tone because you then were only with us through part of season three, right? Um, no, I was there. I was, uh, this is the not fun part of the story. Um, I was in negotiations to come back for season four. Yeah. And like three days before coming back, um, I had asked for more money and, um, they like, you know, dangled a carrot of yeah. not a lot of money. And, uh, you know, it was one of those like personal growth moments where I said, right. no, right. then my 
more than my value. And it was devastating, you know, uh, three days before I was scheduled to start after 4th of July holiday. And it was the Friday before that. And so like, you know, it kind of, it was a tough pill to swallow, but I was talking to a friend about it last night and I really, I remember exactly where I was sitting when I got the phone call. I, you know, I remember everything about it. And right. I remember getting off the phone and going, good for you. You know, yes, exactly. it was really empowering Great. Um, to to realize my value and worth. Because yes. so one of the things about you guys being minors and being in school and being, you know, you had a lot of, um, you were being pulled in a lot of different directions. So my time with you was very short kid of when you know between school and all of the things and um so i often would shop on the weekends and a lot of the places i would go because i was going to the rose bowl swap meet or Mm -hmm. you know vintage you know um i couldn't go on the weekends i i mean i couldn't go during the week because we had run-throughs and we had you know whatever and you know rose bowl swap meet is only on uh, the week a sunday yeah um, so I was very proud of myself that I said no, but so I was there, I believe for all of okay. two and season three, and it was in negotiation because I was at Disney. I was at Disney. Um, and then we moved to KTLA. To KTLA yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Cause yeah. like the, we've all had those times in our yeah. lives where we've been faced with something where we have to say, do I take it because I'm already here and I'm comfortable and this is and, what they're offering me? Yeah. And and I, it's very it's easier to say yes, even it's though I feel like yes they're undervaluing me. And every other show was already like, uh, you know, shows were already crewed up. So it wasn't yeah. like I I mean, and they kept saying right? it was going to work. And I hold no blame. You know, I, I think in life, things work out exactly how they're supposed to work out. And yep. I, it, like I said, it was a very empowering moment for myself, you know, to, right. to recognize my worth. I, I wish I, to this day, you know, could remember those moments because again, we all yeah. sometimes look the other way for all the reasons that you just mentioned of it's comfortable, it's easier, it's a guaranteed job, it's, mm-hmm. you know, stability, it's, you know, life does take all kinds of twists and turns, but I have, um, so it was hard and it was hard to not get to say goodbye to you all yeah. and, to, you know, kind of let you know what had happened and that I wasn't not there because I didn't want to be there. You know, it's right. Oh, right. he doesn't have abandonment issues. You know, yeah. like, you know, it's <laughs> like, um, don't we all? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know, yeah. but it was inappropriate, you know, um, and I don't remember. I know when I got fired from General Hospital, I did reach out to some of the cast and let mm-hmm. them know, you know, what had happened. Um, uh, but and I wasn't fired from Boy Meets World. I just right, right. Wasn't, said no. Just didn't work. I said no. So yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, we talk about it a lot because there are a lot of times we think, man, why didn't it? Sure, would have been yeah. nice had we reached out to like Lee Norris after Lee, Lee yeah. left the show. But right. back then, reaching out meant, do I have your landline number? Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah there was yeah. no emails. There was there no, was no way. email. Oh. There was no cell phone. There was yeah. no send a text. It and was cast, like, cast phone numbers wouldn't be on any crew contact nope. list either. You know, right. no, and I don't no, think I don't no. think as cast members did we even get crew contact lists? No, like, we, we did. I, we, I, we, I, I, I still have one. You did. I still have. I I found them. Yeah, that's so cool. And Sarah, I think if memory serves, because you. And I hung out a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I think if memory serves, you and I did talk after you left. 
I I feel like I did. Re, you know, I I can't exactly remember. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. But I I think that you're right. I mean, you know, it's a again. It was. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved my time there. I was excited to go back. And um, but it's also not. You know, it, we have to pick and choose the moments. Sure, absolutely. It's show had, business. It you know, is. that's what it, it is. It is so, the business yeah. of show. Yeah. And it, you know, it's still, I'm sure we all, I know I do, we all still deal with that crap today. You know, sure. it, yeah. It, oh, yeah. it sure. still exists. And now it's, you know, things have yeah. changed in such a crazy, weird. Yeah. You know, this is the first season I didn't have a show in my entire career. Wow. I worked a lot. I mean, I did, you know, I helped out on movies and, you know, I shopped and I go, I go work on The Voice from time to time. That's so cool. And That's I cool. love it because I'm a soldier in someone else's army. I have no responsibility. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. And I'm just lint rolling. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. the best. Okay. I do. I want to talk about two more specific pictures because Boy Meets World is kind of famous for its wide array of guest stars. Uh -huh. And you got to dress two very famous guest stars, uh -huh. Mina Suvari and uh -huh. Brittany Murphy. And yeah. I want to talk about the fact that you put them in, in, in the a, same polka the dot same. thing. I love it. Are you serious? Oh my God. I have no idea why I didn't recognize it until you guys sent me these pictures. And I'm like, and I even texted last night. I was like, what? In the text to, and yeah. I was like, what was I thinking? I mean, at least I look at that. But it's so cool. What a cool <laughs> undershirt, though. I know it is, but I have no idea why I would, you know, if there was, I have no idea because I don't remember, you know, like story wise who or right. what they were and did, what was it intentional? I mean, I, I really don't know, but I was appalled when I saw last night <laughs> or last week, whenever no. it was, because I mean, at least they were two different seasons, but it was the end of season two or close to it. Season, episode 16. And then, yeah, I, I really don't know. That's well, they're styled differently. <laughs> I know they are. And it's, it's just cool too, because it's like, obviously in the first, in the Mina Suvari one, she's wearing a cropped sweater. And even right. though we got away with a lot of, you know, a lot yeah. of things because it was on primetime. We still would never have had a young girl in a crop top without something under no, it. No, 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 so no. So I right, could sure. see how, you know, when you own that cool pink polka dot thing and it's in basically probably for you a rack of quote unquote basics. Yeah. <laughs> that then if you're going, okay, we love this crop green thing right. and you're just going through your basics. What can I put right. under it? What can I put under it? And you go, oh my gosh, this would be great under there. Right. And then a similar thing, if you have this cute denim vest and the big belt, which is also like to me, a calling card of Sarah Markowitz, yeah. you mm. love a great yeah. thick cool yeah. belt. <laughs> Chunky, I think they'd say, Danielle, a chunky a belt. Chunky belt. Yes. A chunky yeah. belt yes. to accentuate the waist uh, is is just awesome. And then another thing, I another guest star uh, outfit I could not not mention um, is Danielle Harris. You had Danielle Harris, oh. who was in the Sister Teresa episode. We laughed so hard when we saw it. Um, she has oh, a yes. skirt on uh. that has the Sex Pistols font right. and it says sex kitten uh -huh. <laughs> sex kitten like a full-on underwear she's top sophomore. Like, she's wearing like lingerie <laughs> and then she it has a bustier yeah right. uh, i mean and look at that leather jacket yeah uh, that was a good one. one no and I, i'm sorry she's not a sophomore she's supposed to be in like the eighth grade yeah 
Isn't she? It's crazy. Yeah. Every time we see seven that, seven that I'm like, with Corey. That little slut. Look at her. <laughs> Look at her. I just absolutely yeah. love it. I have no idea. I mean, some of my favorites actually regarding guest stars, like I liked, what was it? Ethan Supley and Blake. Yes. Like I loved those two. I thought they yeah. were a great addition to the show and I yes. love the characters and you know, I, I do have um, memories of them. I worked with Ethan uh, another time after that. He was in, I did a movie called um, A Year Without a Santa Claus, I think it was called, The Year okay. Without a Santa Claus. And he, John Goodman was played Santa Claus, but Ethan was in it like as one of the elves. And um, yeah, so it was great to, Aww. you know, cross paths. And Betsy, like I stayed friends in touch with her um, after for a while yeah oh, cool. um i i definitely did uh and she was cool like in some of my other pic i know you have pictures that you're showing me but i pulled out my portfolio and there were some pictures oh yeah this is what we didn't like Right. There you go. There's season that one. Is, that <laughs> is the look we got away from. Uh, you know what's funny is I think those were my clothes. Yeah. Are you serious? There we go. Yeah. Look at you three yeah. boys there. There we go. Yeah, the bowling shirts. Oh my gosh, yeah. look at that photo shoot with us on the motorcycle. Don't you remember yes. the motorcycle one? We're all in leather jackets. Yes. Sarah, yep. those yellow boots. I have had dreams about those yellow boots. Oh, the cowboy boots? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where do you find cowboy <laughs> boots? I want I want a vintage Texas. pair of cowboy boots. I mean, they're vintage. You know, there's a cool. I don't know if it's still there. I mean, at the swap meet, first of okay. all. Um, you were you size seven? You were yes, you, yes. Yeah, you I were size small. seven. Oh, I remember oh six and a half God. because my feet shrunk right. after children. But yes, right. I, I love that this, you just I remember the sizes. Size. Yeah. Remember the sizes. Well, no, because I'll have to look. I I might have the <laughs> yellow boots. Maybe not those. Yeah, but I I was a big cowboy boot girl. I remember. I have a fantastic picture. I'm gonna find it. I have a fantastic picture of you and I, See, and you are wearing. Me. This was oh. a nice. Mm. Look, you all signed it. I know. Yeah. Look how, and I loved that outfit too. That that little skirt. And yeah. That Wait a second. Can you show it? Can you show me it again? Show it one more time. My little oh. upside down. We're upside, upside down. Yeah. I don't think. Oh, there it is. I was like, I don't think I signed it. There it is on, the, on the side, side. there. Okay. Yeah. All right. There, there is, we yeah. go. Gotcha. Look, I, I don't know. This was funny. Whoa. Costume goddess and the shroud, and the shroud wranglers. wranglers. What, is? what was that? Was that the sign on your door? Yeah. Yeah. Costume goddess. I remember yes. that. Yes. My, my business card still says costume goddess. Oh, <laughs> Are God, you still in you. the the most colorful house on the block? It's not purple. I I no. I sold that house <laughs> and um, I'm a happy renter. I remember you and I were in, it was either my car, your car, we had lunch or something, and you drove me by your old house, and you're like, three guesses which house is mine. Right, they're, and they're all, you know, gray, white, gray, white, right. bright purple, like yeah. bright purple. I was like, I'm guessing that one. You're like, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. I love that house. That was a great house. That's, That's so funny. funny. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. There genuinely is not a day that passes where I don't thoroughly check eBay for sneakers that I want. Whether it's a pair of Jordan 4s or my recent new obsession of rare New Balances, I know that I can find anything on eBay, and I don't have to worry about getting ripped off in the process. Jensen and I basically just ask for eBay gift cards for Christmas at this point because we know they'll exclusively have the shoes or vintage shirts we want. I looked this up just before we recorded. We have purchased more than 70 items from eBay just this year, and it's not even the holidays yet. Like right now, I have my eye on the Jordan 1 Retro High Palominos, and I might not even make it through this ad without pressing buy it now. These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It'll say Authenticity Guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. And as a collector, eBay offers items you can't find in stores anymore or limited pieces I never had the chance of getting during their release. So that's a big deal to me. Being able to find that rare grail on eBay has been a hunt I've loved since I opened my account in 2001. Listen, when you're ready to buy that thing you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference by yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We had a limited, a relatively short amount of time with you. And yet, to yep. be honest, and this is not a diss to anybody who came before or after you, but we don't remember any other wardrobe people. 
we we truly we were talking about when you left and then we were like and so then who came next i remember julie yang julie remember julie she didn't come till i think wasn't she after me she was but we think there was some in between yeah i think she was like six or seven so i remember julie but and i remember sarah and that's kind of it so yeah well and then you did girl meets world right yes yeah we did Girl Meets World, and there was a lot. Of, there was a lot. There was a contentious wardrobe situation on that show as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's Disney Channel, which would have been a different vibe. Yes. And I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, there was a, there. You know, what was what's interesting is like, I, you know, there's always this tension. You also want to look cool or contemporary. Yeah. And like what I love about what you did, Sarah, is that it wasn't that concerned with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like yeah. you took you you and I remember thinking, why is everybody dressing a little different? And then realizing that we were ahead of the curve. Like right. that that the looks that you were picking for us were becoming popular after like right. a, a year we were or two helping later. To set the tone. Yes, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. I think I tried to do that on Twin Peaks as well. I mean, you know, yeah. I always joke about we were mad about plaid. Like, you know, like plaid <laughs> became like a thing. Cool. You know, yeah. it was a really big thing. And again, you never know what's going to, you know, take off or what people are going to adapt or what's going to work or not. You know, it's again, I, I wish I could say because I went to the Fashion Institute and I learned this or, you know, I think growing up, you know, as a rich kind of snob in Beverly Hills and my mom taking me to Saks or, you know, special expensive stores and I would come home. I did that flash dance sweatshirt long before that movie. Right. You know, mm. like, <laughs> I I was cutting off clothes and my poor, you know, snobby mom was like mortified. Why are you cutting this beautiful was, thing? Yeah. You know, wearing sweatshirts, putting the shirt sleeves as pants, you know, wearing yes! them like, 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 like warmers. And, you know, yeah. She was like horrified that, you know, she would buy me <laughs> these beautiful expensive clothes and I would come home and cut the sleeves off or, you know, and sew the sleeves on, you know, it just was, I didn't want to look like everybody else. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I really growing up the way that I did and I was very lucky. Um, I just didn't want to be a number at Beverly high. That's why yeah. I, I left there and I went to windward, which, you know, you have to have money to go to. And so you think going to a rich private school, they're all going to be awful people like they were at Beverly High. But we were artists. We weren't, yeah. you know, it was a different upbringing than, than you know, being a number. I had 12 people in my graduating class. At Beverly High, I probably would have had 1,200 people. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. I was a person. I wasn't a number. And and right. same at Bennington. Like, I yeah. think there was only like 400 people or 600 people in the whole school. It, you know, it was always important for me to to not stand out, but to to be individual. And I, yeah. I think I try to do that through my work with you know, creating characters because we're not all cookie cutter molds of, you know, um, and people often say they think and producers think, oh, what's the big deal? I get dressed every day. Okay, you do. But creating right. characters is not that, you know, yeah. and they would always so approve. much more I mean, than that. I think it's still true to this day, you know, um, saying, oh, I have to work on the weekend and they say no. But if the art department, you know, they change the script on a Friday night, right? And, you know, uh, they add a new set. And so they'll approve the art department to work on the weekend because they don't add a room on their houses over the weekend. Right. right? <laughs> get dressed every day. So there isn't, you know, they're yes. like, well, what's the big deal? You just go into the closet. Right. And on some levels, they're right. It, it's not a 
big deal, but it depending on the script or what the it might be, you just yeah. don't know. You know, it still takes time. I mean, it takes it time. It takes, takes talent. Time. So and, yeah. And I don't know about about you guys, but I don't alter my clothes. Like mm-hmm. I use safety right. pins to pin. I mean, not you know, but it's like the cobbler's shoes. So you know, do all do. You know, your clothes are altered and, you yeah. know, or they're, they're, they don't want, I don't want them to look brand new. So they're washed. So they're soft or they're over dyed. So they're not bright white because the yeah. photography doesn't want to shoot something that's white. So you have to tech it. I mean, you don't just go to the gap or any store and necessarily walk out and put that put show, it on, what on and go straight to camera. There's, there yeah. are many more steps involved in it, you know, so it it is a little bit different than, you know, just getting dressed, but you know, there isn't, um, but which is good that they don't get it in some way because they don't recognize, but as you all know, as actors, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Of course. course. I'm sure for you too, how you're going to deliver the line or what your feelings are in that scene or how you're going to represent that person. And, you know, so it's a team sport. It, It really is. And if any part of it doesn't work, then, then I feel for me, I haven't done my job if it doesn't feel right for you guys as mm-hmm. as actors. Well, you definitely made us feel like we were in on on the process. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've influenced all of us. Like Will said, he still feels like he's, you know, all he's ever trying to do is Sarah Markowitz himself. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, and I really so attribute my love of a vintage clothing. You say. <laughs> I actually, I'm going to send you a picture. I have, okay. I bought a vintage dress. Um, nice. A gosh, uh, maybe like six months ago. And I don't know how to style it. I don't know. I'm going to send it to you because I think you're going (laughs) to love it. It's so, it seems so you. And so I'm going to send it to you and see if you can help me style, come up with something for it. Okay, great. Chunky belt and cowboy boots. I know. Yellow cowboy boots, chunky belt. I I mean, I know Dee Dee said, hold on, I'll be right back. I'm sure they're in my closet. (laughs) Go get them. Go get those yellow boots. Get them right now. I want to see them. Oh my God. What if she has the yellow boots, you guys? Oh my God. Dee Dee had the lobster and blew our minds. If she actually walks out with these yellow boots. So these must have been hers. And she's also a size seven. Gotcha. Okay. That's, so that's how she, she remembered my size right. because she's she probably could, going, yeah, it was easy could, for me to throw you into cool shoes I had. Right. And by the way, for all of our dear listeners who are wondering what we're talking about exactly, we have all of the images we talked about today with Sarah and we will be posting all of them. So you get to follow along with us and you can see exactly what we're talking about. <gasps> okay. I don't look have at those the yellow ones. They might, oh, I can go to the other place. But I have the pink ones. Oh, and the blue my, ones. oh my gosh! But these Look would at those. Fit you because these are too small for me. But like you said, you know, when something's good, you just Look have to that. keep it. And yes, wow. these are too small for me, but they might fit you. Oh my gosh! That's I'll buy them amazing. from you. Whatever they are, whatever you, whatever they are, <laughs> oh, I want them. I want them. Please, I, take, I, my I, take my money. Take my money. It's so funny because on uh, United States of Al, um, one of my actresses who. You know, I think if you saw her clothes, you would understand. Oh, that's Sarah, definitely. Yeah. But um, she is a nine. So she was wearing my boots, like a lot of my boots I would put on her. Oh, that's funny. So I just said when you walked away, I said, I bet Sarah is a seven, which is how you remembered that I was a seven. So I wasn't sharing your shoes. I used Well, I used to be like a seven and a half. Okay. And the truth of the matter is, not unlike you said about those shoes, um, 
it depends how much I like the shoe. Right. Then you just wear them. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. Or you wear thinner socks. Cram your feet in there. Uh. Yeah, you wear bigger socks. You know, it's just, just the things oh that... Yeah, you put an insert. If they're too big, you can put an insert, insert in the shoe. Two pairs of socks. Yeah. Exactly. You'll find a way. Definitely. Oh, man. Definitely. Well, we cannot thank you enough for spending yeah. the time with us here it's today. My pleasure. Thank, thank you so, so much. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. She was so fun. She was exactly She's like amazing. I remember her. Exactly yep, as I remember. Yep, oh, the best. Yep. So good at her job. I yep. love I know. it. Tons and I love style. that I, I imagine that there are listeners out there who have, based on listening to this, now want to be costume designers. Like, yeah. Yeah. because I, you know, it's one of those things you probably don't all think about. Like, you know, why or it's it's such a cool job. Um yeah. I would never want it because I have no ability in this area. But like if you have that skill set and you enjoy shopping for clothes or finding, you know, it's such a it's such yeah. an amazing way to express yourself. It's such an interesting artistic engagement. It's such yep. a what a cool thing. Yeah. I know. It is so cool. I hate and clothes. she really set the tone. <laughs> he rolls like no. I hate clothes. I hate them. I hate I, we like, all have everybody a weird thing about getting dressed. But again, like mm-hmm. like in uh, Danielle, our our favorite movie or close to our favorite movie, Defending Your yeah. Life, where every just wears the tupa. Everybody just goes and wears the same the single one piece thing. It's that's a uniform. Have it be absolutely. Oh. <laughs> We're all in togas or whatever, and that's right. it. Just super right. simple. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have I have friends who have sent their kids to private school specifically because the stress for that. them of yeah. figuring out what they're going to wear and it needing yep. to be something that seems cool and the fitting in, they want to go to a place with, you know, uniforms so idea. that they get to take that off their plate. Um, but man, okay, so cool. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram where we will be putting up all the pictures of the things we talked about today. That's Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And as always, we have merch. She's a merchiac, merchiac on the floor. <laughs> podmeetsworldshow.com. Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all in the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. 
When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. 